Welcome to episode 232 of the Digital Tourism Show, sponsored by ResDay. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Chris Atkin, the CEO of ResDay, and we will be discussing the humble beginnings of ResDay and what the future holds for this booking platform, but also discussing the impact that OTAs, online travel agents, are having on the industry. One not to be missed. So thanks, Chris. Thanks for, for taking the time to join me. I know you're a, you're a busy man, um, especially at the other side of the, at the pond, as it were. So thanks for taking the time being late at night or early morning for me, as it, as it were. <laughs> it's my pleasure. So, so thank you. So in terms of, of yourself, no, just before we go into the, the, the series of questions that I have. So uh, in terms of yourself, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, so how, how did you... How did you become um, part of Resdy? I know you've been with them for, for nearly three years now, I believe. So how did you become part of Resdy and how did you get into this, this industry? Yeah, that's right. So um, I've not, uh, I'm a newcomer to the, the travel industry uh, as a whole. Um, I'd spent my background in uh, various digital businesses and media businesses, conference businesses and so on. So very much sort of content and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and brand focus. And through that, I got um, connected through to some of the investors uh, in Resdy. And it said, you know, Simon's looking for someone to, to come aboard and to sort of help with that next phase of growth. And so, you know, they they had me pretty quickly, to be honest, in describing the the experiences industry and Resdy's position within it. And it's been a fantastic um, and a very fast moving uh, nearly three years um, uh, in terms of getting here. And so yeah, I became CEO uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, Simon's still on the board and, you know, providing great advice. And it's really just taking his blueprint. Uh, from what eight years ago when the business was started, and just trying to um, you know take it forward and um, and try and give it the um, you know the best chance of growing and being delivered within this really ever changing you know and still very rapidly maturing um, experiences uh, industry. So it's great fun. Excellent. Yeah, I imagine you you've seen quite a lot of um, as you mentioned changes and uh, things happening over the last three years or uh, just 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 in that sort of short period of time so and part of that would be the the sort of growth of the OTAs in terms of TripAdvisor get your guide and all these other big players um, and they're all wishing to become that sort of dominant force within and a dominant brand in terms of of consumers etc so um, uh, especially recently and within the, t- the tours and activities sector now that they've obviously seen a whole load of growth a lot of acquisitions etc but with things that have been happening recently in terms of um, you know, CEOs being, you know, sort of leaving various companies and, and things happening, and, and, and whole departments being sort of let go, etc. Do you think there's that we're seeing the possible implosion of some of these OTAs and um, be, coming from a, a booking platform like yourselves uh, and, a, and a reservation system who are, are, are more independent compared to some of the others? Do do you think we're seeing that implosion? Do you think that their time has sort of come in a, in a way? Look, yeah, one of the things as an outsider coming into the mm-hmm. space that it never quite um, made sense to me was the amount of um, kind of share of the conversation the OTAs get within experiences. When you mm-hmm. look at, you know, they have this dominance in, in hotels, obviously, and those that do it into, into flights and so on to, to a lesser degree. But, you know, they're, they're not even double digits in terms of market share within experiences. And yet it's almost like the habit was there to talk about them as these dominant forces. And, and clearly, they, they should be very well respected in terms of their scale and their yeah. size. Um, 
And yeah, but I don't think that they will achieve the the or they should be able to aspire to have the same level of dominance that say they have in hotels. Mm-hmm. So it is a different story for them in experiences. And um, and as you say, they're they're hitting certain headwinds just at a macro level for their business because you know they've got their different models and they have different tie-ins to how Google and Google's sort of changes affect them. But I think when you bring down to experiences, there's quite a difference between the way that they've approached it. As you say, some have bought res platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some have gone down the route of, you know, like get your guide doing their originals. Um, you know, there's been there's been different routes that they've gone down. I think what, what you see is that it's really hard. Mm, you know, it's yeah. a really complex industry and there's no turnkey solution and, and whatever um, scale you've got or dominance you might have in other sectors, you can't necessarily translate it. But, you know, I don't think there's going to be an implosion of these guys. I think that, you know, if you look at um, what the opportunity they have, I think for me it's around that connected trip. It's that, you know, if they can start getting um, a really strong um, loyalty and usership, if you will, of an app, then, yes, they can absolutely extend that flight and that booking into the experiences one for those that are the full-service OTAs. Um, But if they're more of an experience-focused OTA, then they've got to approach it in a different way. Um, but it would be really interesting to play out. And as you can see, it's not easy for them to, to take it on. And, and they're seeing some of the challenges there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what will be interesting to see is, um, you know, how a business like Expedia, for instance, that has that fuller service, um, start to explore that connected trip. That was something that was coming through in the conversation at the Expedia Partner Conference that I was at in, in December. You know, how that changes, obviously, with the change in... Um, in leadership um, will be an interesting one. Um, and then obviously um, how vital is going to change as it, as it maybe comes back out again into, um, into to stand on its own two feet, um, you know, for the first time in quite a number of years. Mm-hmm. Well, again, would be an interesting one, you know, how the role of Boken plays yeah. to that. Is it as critical to their longer term strategy as it was? So yeah, I think it's really interesting things to watch. I don't expect the implosion of any of the OTAs in the near term. But I think that, you know, they're just going to have to work as hard as everyone else um, to be able to get share of the consumer, um, but equally as as hard as everyone else in in terms of trying to drive the automation of the industry that makes it easy for everyone to do business. Yeah, and you make a very good point. You know, a lot of these OTAs and their market share is, as you say, they're they're scraping the the outskirts of the double digits. You no, know, they're they're very they've got a very small market share compared to rest systems and and direct bookings and everything else. But there does seem to be a huge focus on them just now, and it's probably just because that they are trying to. I suppose their marketing is working in a certain aspect that they're trying to get their brands out there as much as possible. Um, no, I, I know personally, I've been quite outspoken in OTAs and how. They conduct themselves with with the operator, um, and and that's not to say I'm 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 against OTAs. I think they do have a part to play, a very important part to play. Um, I just think they've maybe lost their way a little bit in the last uh, year or so. Um, but in terms from from my perspective, um, I'm more in favour of, um, and I imagine you guys will probably be as well. I'm more in favour of um, operators getting direct bookings and, and working that sort of angle and, and trying to grow their own brands and their own marketing, etc. Um, so, so does Resi, does Resi share that sort of vision in terms of, of their customers, what they're trying to do, and um, do you always wish to remain um, sort of a, an independent company and hopefully not a, a, you know, an OTA maybe not coming in and um, looking to acquire your FLA? Do you, do you share that sort of vision in terms of 
helping operators get their sort of direct bookings? Yeah, like, like firstly, you know, we, we're absolutely uh, proud of our independence and it's something that we think is really important for us to play the role that we play. And, you know, increasingly, we, we see ourselves as a, as a platform for, for, for the industry rather than just the booking software. The booking software is what we're very well known for. And, you know, for that, we focus on servicing the needs of the supplier. And as we know, they're really different needs in different places of the world, in different types of businesses. Is it a lifestyle business? Is it not? Is it a very um, direct focus business? Has it got a large amount of trade partners? Mm-hmm. And our job is really to give um, what the customer needs, what that operator needs. And so some of them, that's about really leaning into supporting them with their direct business. And with others, it's about helping them on the journey into working with partners. And that may be um, one or two OTAs, yeah. or it might be connecting in with a number of their local in-destination partners that they've had longer-standing relationships with. Yeah. And so it's not for us to choose what's best for people. We give them the connectivity, and where we can do, we try and give them the support to mean that they're using them the right way. And I think that you know, one hears a lot of you know, headlines, if you will, around you know, anti-OTA or not. You know, for me, what you need to be thinking about as an operator is what's the role they're playing? Um, are they going out there and bringing you a customer that you couldn't reach yourself? Or are they able to bring um, you know, a, a volume that enables you to, to fill up a, a boat or fill up a, you know, a bus that you wouldn't have done otherwise? Yeah. They're doing those two things for you. They're doing a valuable role for your business. And all your job to do is work out what the price of that is. <laughs> and then that's, that's the deal you do. And so in that sense, they're, they're fantastic for you. Yeah. But clearly, if you're working with the OTAs in a way that um, – is cannibalizing what could have been your direct booking, then you're in trouble because mm-hmm. you're losing significant um, significant margin in your business. And, and so we try to help that education and understanding, but ultimately provide you as the supplier uh, or the operator the tools to run your business in whatever way you wish to. Yeah, yeah. excellent, excellent. I, yeah, I completely agree. I think not having um, all your eggs in one basket, as it were, and, and, and spreading your... You, you reach out through OTAs, through direct bookings, through your own website, etc. It's certainly the way to do it. I, I, I've just seen far too many businesses now trying to focus themselves um, purely on a particular OTA or whatever that would be, and, and, and it could have a serious detriment to their business. And it's that's the part that we are trying to educate as well. So we're very much along the sort of line, same lines. So absolutely, one of the things that we've always prided ourselves on, you know, we've got a pretty much unparalleled distribution set of channels from from the Resi platform. You know, we've got over 200 distribution APIs. And so what that's saying is, you know, our our job there is to say, look, we're giving you the choice. Mm -hmm. But part of that comes to educating. So don't make yourself, you know, one channel centric because then you become very easily um, exploited or you become vulnerable if there's a change in, you know, the strategy or the approach of those businesses. Mm -hmm. So what we encourage people to do is, first of all, think about what you want to achieve from it. You know, how do you want to extend your business if it's not somewhere you've worked before? Um, and so that's where, you know, when we sit there, we can we can um, work with a, an operator and in that conversation about how do you want to grow your business, help them with that next step. Is that helping them to use Resi's agent tool for them to connect into the, the three or four local businesses that, that are close enough to them in destination? Is it to set them up and make sure they're, they're, they're working well with Reserve with Google? Or is it making sure that they've got a connectivity to Expedia or to, to Gate 5? 
Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, yeah, completely agree. So, Resde, uh, as you mentioned, have been around for eight to ten years, um, which is uh, in, in this sort of tech age, that's a, that's a long time. Um, so, so what do you think is the future? Um, of of reservation systems and booking systems like yourselves and platforms like yourself. No, I know from from what we've seen and from we we get asked um, when we get asked advice etc. You know, people are looking for things like dynamic pricing and personalization and all these other sort of things and features that people would love within res systems. So, what do you think is going to happen for Resdi over say the next ten years? What do you see as the future future of Resdi? Yeah, so I mean, I think there's there's a few questions in there, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the first one about Let's talk about booking software systems alone. You know, if you if you're if you're the business that's providing that operating tool um, to an operator for them to run their business and to, to sell through their direct website, I think that the you know we know there's hundreds and hundreds of systems mm -hmm. around the world, and there's no way in the world that that environment is sustainable. And so there is pressure on those businesses, and particularly as some of those have got. Um, you know, larger and larger war chests, you know, a fair harbor and a boken and have obviously got you know, significant scale now um, alongside the other big global operators like a Trexoft, a, you know, a Checkfront, um, a Resdi. And so if you're that next level down, I think the focus needs to be on how do I double down and be really clear how I can deliver really strong value to my, to my operator. And so I think it should be great news. For, for the operators, because the, the businesses that will be around in five years' time as booking software business will have got more and more specific about how they can deliver really strong value to the user. Mm -hmm. And those that don't, I think, will find it really tough yep. because they won't have a good answer um, for retaining their customers. Yeah. So I think that's 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 how I see the the broader landscape from a booking software perspective. You know, I don't think I don't expect to see any more booking software systems picked up by OTAs. I think those that want to, uh, you know, that thought that was a good play for them strategically have done that. Um, you know, I don't know and, you know, I guess we'll never hear whether they feel happy with those acquisitions or whether it works for them strategically, but I just don't see them anymore going forward down that route. I think that the big focus for most of the OTAs that I see is about how do we get more supply? Because what we're seeing is that lack of supply um, for those OTAs, meaning it's really hard for them to distinguish themselves from their competitors. Yeah. And therefore, because the products are nearly all the same, that they're all trying to sell to the consumer, then they have to go down different routes mm -hmm. to be able to um, differentiate. And then that's where we're starting to see some of this price um, as, a, as a differentiator, which is no good for, yeah. for suppliers. So I think the more we can lean into getting more operators using booking software systems and good booking software systems and the more that we can encourage them and un to to understand how to use OTAs effectively for their business then everyone wins the, yeah. the supplier wins the technology providers win and the OTAs win and ultimately the traveler wins because they've got a better selection of of, um, of great experiences to have when they go to a certain destination yeah no again I completely agree and in, te in terms of the in terms of the industry as a whole, no, do you ever think tours and activities will get to the stage where it's like hotels and flights, where uh, a lot of the systems um, there's a sort of standardised platform because every system does their own things and it does things a little bit differently, and and as we as we all know, tours and activity providers do a lot of things differently as well in each individual person. But do you ever think we'll get to a stage where there will be a sort of standardisation across the across the industry? 
Look, I think there's a couple of things uh, in there as well. You know, as I say, I mentioned before, you know, RESD, is a, RESD is a platform, you know, in, in, the, in the original vision that Simon had in setting the business up in its DNA was to be both a, a tools business that enables um, us to provide booking software or um, to, to the agents in destination to make a booking. But it's hard to be a channel manager, if you will. And so our B2B marketplace does that. We, we have, you know, um, like nearly 100,000 products in our, um, in our B2B marketplace. And not all of them come from Resby's booking software. They come from other integrations that we have on the supply side to other systems, um, whether they be the bigger ticketing systems, you know, like a sentiment, like a customer, like a gateway, or whether they be more, if you will, competitor booking software mm-hmm. systems like, um, you know, the, 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 some that are starting, I can't mention names because we probably haven't announced any, but yeah, we've got a few that, um, that have just completed and got their first few customers live. And so um, from that perspective, we're starting to, to deliver that layer that you're mm-hmm. talking about, that channel management layer mm-hmm. that helps that more efficient connectivity between supply and demand within the industry that, that rises all boats. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so I think it's a critical, I think it's a critical next stage mm-hmm. for the industry and, and definitely something that we're focusing on um, in terms of um, you know, both connectivity on the supply side, but then also the tools that help people to use that capability mm-hmm. effectively for their business. So mm-hmm. you know, we're excited about um, you know, the growth that that provides. Um, and, and I think that the opportunity it's able to deliver to, um, you know, to all of the players in, in the industry. Excellent, excellent. No, good to hear. So and if, if someone who has never, um, or an operator out there is thinking, okay, well, let's, let's um, try RESD, let's see what they like, and they don't know much about RESD, um, what do you think, what would be the one thing that you feel sets you apart compared to other platforms? Yeah, look, I mean, coming into the industry, you know, I'm one of the very few, if not the only um, CEO of the, the bigger booking software systems that isn't a founder. So coming in new, I took my knowledge, if you will, from just talking to suppliers, you know. Um, and so I'd go to arrival and I'd just listen to people. I'd go to various destinations around the world. I mean, we, we work in a pretty cool industry to, to mean that you're working when you go to Hawaii or you're working when you go to Paris. Um and so just listening, you know, what, what are you seeing? What, what's, what's, the first, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you're using our system? You know, I want to hear it, good or bad, because we, we, we can't change it if it's not great. Yeah. And you know, what we generally hear is, is that the critical thing people see is it, you know, it becomes the brain of their, of their business, if you will. It helps them to be able to take so much of the weight of running the day-to-day of the business. And, and so the two key things that I heard play back to me talking about customers were, they love the platform nature of our business. So when you've got our booking software, you've got something to be able to manage your resources, um, manage, drive your calendar, drive your direct booking through your website. But you've also got the tools to be able to take your walk-in bookings you know, because of the point of sale integration. And you, but you've also got the ability to manage distribution, whether that be through the, the OTAs or whether it be through your local and destination mm-hmm. agent partner. So you've got this real full service solution. And, and we see that being the gift that keeps on giving, if you will, as businesses go through the phases of using the RESD platform. But when we go back to the booking software specifically, the thing that I used to hear and still hear overwhelmingly is around the sophistication of the setup. You know, Hugo, one of our co-founders and, and CTO, he, he, was, he basically says no customer of the nearly 4,000 um, booking software customers that we have today has it set up in the same way. 
And so I think that that's the thing that an operator loves when they start to see that they can tailor the, the platform to work for the needs of their specific mm-hmm. business. Because as you say, every operator is different. You know, no two well-watching businesses are the same yeah. because one's a business being grown to be able to buy that second boat or that third boat. One's a lifestyle business. Mm-hmm. Right? We were only going to be the size. I don't want it to be any bigger than yeah. it is today. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. So anyone who wanted to to try Resdy, I believe you guys do like a, a 21-day free trial, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So if you, if you go up to our website, you can sign up for a trial. And, you know, what that will enable you to do is to, um, you know, A, start to have a play on the system and set up a product, set up your availability and start to, to see how it works for you. But then also, you know, have a chat with, you know, one of our team and they can start understanding you know, what you're trying to achieve, you know, because it's quite a different need state. Someone mm-hmm. who's moving from pen and paper to use the system for the first time where they just want to say, oh, but, you know, they, they need to take that leap of faith, if you will, to yeah. set things up and, and trust that they can take that online booking. And then it's quite different if someone's already used the system. They've started to realize um, what some of the limitations are, how it isn't working for their business. I use the analogy of when you first um, buy a mobile phone. You know, when you have your very first mobile phone, you're just delighted mm-hmm. that you can walk around in the park and make a phone call. But then when you buy your second mobile phone, you've got a much you're a much more sophisticated user. You know whether you're using it to watch video. You know whether you're typing a lot of emails and where the keyboard needs to be a certain mm-hmm. thing. You know whether you need a load of memory on it because you're, you're, in the olden days you were storing um, you know, music on it. And you're a much more sophisticated purchaser. And we definitely see exactly the same thing from booking yeah. software as well. You know, you know the best way of learning what you need is to, is to get your first system, whatever it is, and know whether it works for you or not. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. That's a, I love that analogy. That's a, that's, that's a great analogy. Well, Chris, I know you're a busy man, like I say, and I, and I can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to, to talk to me. And hopefully the, the listeners and the viewers that will be watching this podcast will um, get a lot of good insights from you. And if they want to know any more about ResD, just pop over to, to ResD.com and um, I'm sure they'll find out more information there. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure talking to you. No, I uh, enjoyed it. I'll... I'll see you in Berlin in 10 days. Yes, 10, 10, I know 10 days, it's fast approaching, but uh, look forward to it, and uh, yeah, let's, let's meet up over a, over a beer or a glass of wine. Have a good plan. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks again, Chris. Cheers. I appreciate it. No worries. Have a good day.